It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show, by the way. You can live stream us. LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com, if I have that right. Runs throughout the country and around the world and throughout the solar system. Please join us during the week. Fox Business. Name the show's Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. All right, let's do some stock market work. Big, big week for stocks. My goodness, the Dow, the Dow Jones 30 was up 1,811 points. Wow. The NASDAQ was up 1050. The S&P 500, 259 points, despite all the things going on around the world. Nonetheless, interest rates went up this week. The 10-year note, 215. Oil came back down some. I mean, peak was about 125 or 130. Crude oil, West Texas crude, 104. Brent crude, 107, called 108. The DXY dollar index off a little bit, but still holding okay. And the five-year tips inflation break-evens all the way up to 359. So inflation is still very much in the air. And um, the Federal Reserve, I guess what I've talked about, the Federal Reserve, they raised their target rate by one quarter of 1%, which is pretty pathetic given the fact that the CPI is rising by 8%, the PPI by 10%, and import prices by 11%. Okay. What a brave Fed. Yeah, not. Anyway, let's bring in our distinguished guest, Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services and um, Chicago's leading restaurateur, and Mike Ozanian, assistant managing editor of Forbes Media and co-host of Forbes Sports Money on the Yes Network. Gentlemen, welcome. Um, I w- I'm just going to assert a view that one reason the stock market did so well is that the Federal Reserve is not launching anything remotely like anti-inflation type money. And in fact, not only did they have this pathetic one quarter of 1% rise in rates, which still leaves the real Fed funds rate at whatever, minus seven and a half, uh, but they're actually going to continue to buy bonds. They are not shrinking their portfolio. They are continuing to buy bonds. I guess maybe through May or some damn thing. But I find that pretty pathetic. So let me begin with my great friend, Jim Urio. How do you read this, Jim Urio? Well, you said the word pathetic, and I I love that. We've been talking about that for a year. The time for the Fed to have backed out, stop buying bonds, and start normalizing short-end rates was a year ago, and it was obvious to everybody but them. Now, here's something where I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I still think they're supposed to get out of the way. Here's what concerns me now. We're forgetting that the crude oil rally from $70 to a high of $130, um, that's a tightening. You know, that's that's bringing money out of the economy too. So that has me a little bit concerned. I still think they should be more aggressive. I'm not jumping out of the camp yet. I just have some. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit interested in how this is going to play out because if the if, if the one cure for high prices 
these high prices, particularly if wage growth doesn't follow it. And I, and I want people to make more money. I'm not trying to sound like a bad guy. But if wage growth is not following, and it's clearly not, despite the fact that they're trying all these measures to try to force wages higher that don't seem to be working, all they seem to be is an economic uh, detriment. Um, but I am starting to think that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for inflation coming down. And at the same time, I still think the Fed should, the, the fact that they're buying bonds is completely ludicrous. I, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Into a red-hot housing market, they're buying mortgage bonds for a year and a half. I, I, that just, it's a different kind of crazy that I'm not, I don't understand. So well, hang on a second. What are you telling me? What's I'm telling, your bottom line? No, the what? bottom line is that I think the Fed needs – that's the most important thing that the Fed gets out. I'm not as worried about runaway inflation as I was before. It already ran away, I guess is what I'm saying. How's that? And, you know, I don't I – don't, I mean, there's got to be a point in crude where demand destruction genuinely happens. When I start hearing people talk about their discretionary driving, maybe cutting back on it, people in you know, relatively upper-income brackets, to me that means that, – that's something. I, I just, I mean, it, it means I'm nervous about it. All right. Michael Zanian, what do you think? I'm more pessimistic than my good friend, Jim. Um, I think the Fed's policy is backwards. I don't think it should be tinkering with the Fed's fund rate. I think that's just going to hurt bank stocks' profits. It's causing the real earnings yield to sink. Uh, and I think they should have taken the Paul Volcker playbook. I think they should have started selling bonds and, uh, excuse me, and, uh, and, and shrinking their balance sheet. And I I'm very concerned about inflation. I think it's going to get a lot worse. And uh, I think corporate profits still growing, I think, as an impact of coming out of the pandemic and and higher margins have held up, which is uh, in part kept the stock market afloat. Um, But I'm concerned that as that wanes uh, and price earnings ratios continue to contract, uh, the overall market's going to go down. I think the Fed is operating in an alternative universe. If they think inflation's going to go down, I don't understand that, Jim Urio. I mean, they, the, the balance sheet is still growing. They're still injecting cash into the economy. They're accommodating the oil price hike. They're not stopping it. They're accommodating it. It will spread to the re- all these other prices. Yeah, when you look yes. At- I, I, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to. And I, I agree with both you and Mike. I just what I'm saying is if you guys think it's a 10 of 10 on the inflation is going to run away scale, I've recently recalibrated down to an eight starting to feel a little better does not make does not make me the rosiest guy on the planet. I think they're doing everything wrong. I just finished reading an article before I got on with you guys about it, how Italy just passed a five billion dollar spending package to try to lo- lower oil prices. And they're going to raise that money by taxing the oil companies. So the question is, will will governments do the exact opposite of what mm. should be should have? any sort of efficacy in trying to bring prices down? The answer to that is probably yes, sadly. But we are coming up to an election here, and they might be scared to do stupid things going into an election, and that's, my, that's a hope of mine, too. I just have a little bit of hope, not a lot, if that makes sense. Why did the stock market go up uh, 1,800 points this week, Mike Ozanian? I uh, Two reasons. I think uh, profits are still coming in strong. Mm. Uh, it's not growing at the rate it was over the last year. Uh, so I think that's very favorable. Um, and uh, I think it had fallen quite precipitously, you know, uh, year to date. The market has lost a lot of money, a tremendous amount of value. And uh, I also think that uh, 
you know, as it rebounds from there, we saw that, look, the dollar in itself, okay, which I'm very, uh, I believe, very strongly in a stable and strong U.S. dollar for our economy and the market, I think we know is very weak in itself because of what's happening with prices. But as Jim pointed out, (laughs) as crazy as our policies have been, other countries are doing crazier policies. So I I think relative to other currencies, the the dollar is pretty good. And And I think that also is reflected in the stock market. Yeah, well, the dollar, right, because they're inflating perhaps faster than we are. The dollar is losing value against broad commodity indexes. That's always a warning signal. I want to raise, uh, it's interesting to me, retail sales up almost 18% year on year. Uh, That's roughly 10.5% prices, 6.5% in real sales. Industrial production was actually pretty strong. Nobody pays much attention to that index, but they should. It's running above 7% uh, year on year. So, I mean, the economy is uh, still reasonably strong, even while inflation is reasonably strong. So, Jim Urio, um, something's going to give here. Something's going to give. The Federal Reserve is in an alternative universe thinking that the inflation rates are going to come down. I I mean, I guess that's my biggest concern. And they're going to be forced into a much tougher, more aggressive position. Sure. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I can live with that completely. But what I will say is there, and you just mentioned some things, retail sales going higher. We can't forget that I know we've, over the last year and a half, we keep thinking that we're coming out of this dark period in our history that's encompassed the last two years. But I I genuinely believe we really are now. I think people are tired of the nonsense, people tired of the hypocrisies, and people are going out. And there might there might be some level of pent up demand not and the and the, the higher the, the higher wage people and the higher asset people have made lots and lots of money as you know these government policies have transferred wealth from the middle to the top you know the four richest people in America are 250 billion dollars richer in the last 2 years so people when you inject a lot of money into the economy there's going to be people who have money and spend it and i think as the weather gets nicer part, around a broad part of the country that there's going to be some wildly aggressive economic activity so that that's the good side. I don't mean to sound rosy because all I was saying is you guys are pointing out the bad parts. Great. So somebody needs to say that it's not just all bad. If that makes well, sense. look at Matt. I'm going to go back to these production numbers. Manufacturing increased 1.2 percent in February. That's a big number. Uh, it's up four and a half percent for the last three months annualized, seven and a half percent the last 12 months. Business equipment, which is very important, up almost two percent, 1.9 percent. And it's up 5% the last three months and 6% the last 12 months. So uh, for whatever reason, the economy is responding to all the monetary and, and government spending stimulus. There's no question about that. Uh, but inflation, I mean, th- th- those are not conditions under which inflation is going to go down. And I, mean, I agree. No, and my, not, yeah, my concern got, with this... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jim. Please go ahead. No, no, no. I wanted you to take it too because I know I agree that it doesn't seem like they're going to go down when you put it that way. And then you throw in the fact, like we said earlier, that they are still buying bonds. Mm-hmm. This is the craziest thing ever. Was the bond buying thing and into the teeth of just 
prevailing inflationary winds, they just kept buying bonds, and they still do today. But, Mike, you can take it from there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the industrial production uh, is a very positive thing. And, you know, like Jim is saying, we don't want to just harp on the bad stuff. But my and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, productivity. I I think productivity has held up fairly well. Uh, And I think that's held profits. Uh, And look, the bottom line is getting away from all the fancy terminology. uh, The United States still makes the best products across the board in many, many different categories. I mean, you know, our workforce is fantastic. Let's not very, very innovative. Um, But my concern is, as Larry was mentioning, the retail sales due to this crazy Fed policy of raising rates instead of shrinking its balance sheet as interest rates, as the Fed funds rate goes up, what's going to happen to consumer spending? I think it's going to hurt consumer spending. I think it's going to hurt retail sales. Uh, So I don't, you know, the misery index has done a pretty good job of predicting which way the market's going. And and if you look at the uh, misery index, it's went from what, 11.7 percent in February, uh, you know, uh, inflation and unemployment. And, you know, the forward P.E. as the misery index has risen has come to from 19 to 18. And I see the misery index only going up from here over the next six to nine months. So I, I think that's a bearish sign on spending at consumer side, and I think it's a bearish sign for the overall stock market. It's going to take a year before monetary policy really impacts the economy. It could take longer than a year. I mean, Friedman taught us monetary log- lags are long and variable. But let's call it a year. Um, so, you know, you could have a very strong economy for the remainder of this year, even as the consumer price index and other measures of inflation can keep going up. I mean, we're, pro- we're going to hit 10 percent inflation. And the yield curve yeah, my concern th- is they don't believe in monetary policy. I don't think Powell believes in monetary policy. I don't think he believes in what Milton Freeman taught us. He doesn't. I, I don't think he believes in any of that stuff. And yeah. that's. That's my big concern. And, you know, we could sit here and debate the severity and the timing of it, but I don't think either three of us would debate that it is going to be severe at some point because of the Fed's folly. And, and I don't see that as good for stock prices. All right. Let's, let's take a quick break. We're talking to Jim Urio, TJM Institutional Services, Mike Ozanian of Forbes, and uh, Sports Money on Yes Network. I'm Larry Kudlow. I want to know whether we're going to have another 1,800-point rally in the Dow Jones uh, next week. We never know. So let's take a break, and we'll come right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow, and we're talking stocks with Jim Urio of TJM Institutional Services and Mike Ozanian of uh, Forbes Media and uh, Sports Money, the Yes Network. So, gentlemen, um, I'll start with Jim Urio. Are we going to have another increase of 1,800 points uh, this coming weekend? No, I don't think so. And I I think there's something to keep in mind from a broad perspective, too. At the beginning of this year, pretty much everyone who I know and respect said, as we normalize rate policy, it is 
it is a necessity that the equity markets have to reprice and there's going to be volatile times. And I know that we, along that way, we've blamed it on Russia and Ukraine and things like that. But I think the reality of it is, is we still have to get used to rate policy. So I think there's more volatility. I don't think it's the big one. I do believe what the um, what the yield curve is telling me and that there's a potential for a, a recession and a small one. And again, people who have been around as long as the three of us have, when we think of recessions, we think of 2008 and we think of, um, you know, something that's terrible. It doesn't have to be terrible. I think it's not the end of the world if we have one too. So I don't think the stock market problems are over yet. I'm, I still am more in uh, metals, um, you know, silver, gold, platinum, palladium, real estate, things like that, things that, I think the Fed is being too, despite what I said earlier, which I think was a little bit, a tiny bit misunderstood and probably my fault, but I still think the Fed is obviously too loose and I still want to be along those things. I'm still trying to think what you did say earlier. Maybe it was Saturday morning. I was babbling a little bit. I'd like to apologize for that, and I will clean it up going forward. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Mike Ozanian, uh, bullish or bearish on stocks now? I am, but I still think certain pockets are going to do well. Uh, I think people in this country are starting to realize that our defense is woefully underfunded. Uh, and I like the mix of defense stocks that are really good on the tech side. So, for example, one stock I'd go to, if I may, is Raytheon Technologies, which merged two years ago with United Technologies. These guys are into missiles, defense. They own Pratt & Windy, which is a, a great, great, great aircraft brand. Uh, 2% dividend yield. Uh, I, I think this is a good stock to buy and to hold on to. I, I really think this company uh, is very, very well managed, and, it, and it's growing revenue even right now. So I, I like that stock. Other uh, defense stocks too? You know, there, there are, but I think this is my favorite. And yeah. to, you know, piggyback on what uh, Jim was saying, I still think there's money to be made in commodities, uh, given uh, the monetary mess we're in right now and what's going to happen with inflation. So I still even like gold right now. I know gold hasn't been spectacular lately. But uh, I guess around 1900 bucks or so, I uh, I still like gold. Be careful. Larry hates it when you like gold. I, I like gold a little bit, too. No, I, and uh, I did hear Mike say that at least something I said made sense about the commodities. So I'll take <laughs> that as a win. <laughs> well, gold is up. Let's see. I'm looking at this. Uh, spot price of gold is up 5% year to date. It's up uh, 11% for the last 52 weeks. So gold's done pretty well. Um, what happens to oil prices, uh, Jim? What, what, are okay. you, what are you thinking on oil? So last time you and I talked was about two and a half weeks ago, and crude was trading about 104. And I said my inclination was that gold goes lower, but I wanted to see it go lower first. And in that time, now it's 103. So technically I'm right if we forget about the fact that it went up to 130 mm. in the week after I talked to you. But I still think – I think crude – there's a cap for crude. We talked about this before. There's a lot of bad news that's priced into it and a tremendous amount of longs. And market position dictates the movement as much as anything else does. And I think that there's a lot of longs that need to be wiped out. I think if it goes back below 100, we could see $90 crude again. I'm not short it. I'm still long some of the names. But I'm, I, I do think that the, the rally is mostly over. And if it goes back below 100, I will get short it. Um, it's hard to figure, a serious point, 
whether the Russian supply of oil uh, coming onto the world market is coming down. I mean, I, I think it is because of the self-sanctions that are going on. I mean, I know some of the some of the big oil companies have pulled back their investment uh, in Russian oil. You know, let's see, uh, Shell has, ExxonMobil has, um, I think BP has too. But in terms of the the flow of oil, I mean, they produce about ten and a half million barrels. Has that come down? I mean, I we the import sanctions for the U.S. So that's six hundred fifty thousand a day. That's that's not a big number. I, I wonder about the rest of it. No, but the, and the problem with these things is, is it takes some time to gather the facts to see if it's really happening. And right now, I don't think it's clear. I've read several different pieces yeah. that that make it unclear. So that's what, that's why I hate as a trader. I like thing questions to be answered immediately, and sometimes you just can't answer them. And some sanctions, wherever they're implied or actually for real, it takes some time to to play out. So the thing that we could happen, the, the the best thing that could possibly happen is that they acquiesce domestically and allow and encourage instead mm-hmm. of saber rattling against crude oil companies. And that, to me, is one of the biggest mistakes we're currently making. Yes, well, absolutely. There's no question yeah. about that. No question about that. Um, Michael Zanian, we just said less than a minute. Is the Ukrainian war affecting stocks in, in a significant way, in your judgment? No, I don't think it was, based right. on what was happening to stocks and the right. economy before. Uh, as, as big a tragedy as it is, uh, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think you're right. Think, no, no, I think you're right. I think our problems are homegrown. Our issues are homegrown. Anyway, gentlemen, we appreciate hope, it. I got to take. We t- Republicans take Congress in the next election and we become energy independent again. Yes, there we go. Jim Murio and Mike Ozanian, terrific stuff. Gentlemen, thank you.